The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Okay, so we have uh, three missions for today, three mission objectives. Hopefully we, uh, we accomplish all of them. Uh, first one is to finish reading the facts. Uh, we did uh, Tshuva Gemurah last time. Now we're going to do Tshuva. Mm-hmm. Second mission objective is to, um, well, maybe we only have two mission objectives. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The second one is to raise questions on those facts, okay, with the goal of answering all of our questions over the next two days, if we can. And then the third mission objective is to look up all the Pesukim that the Raman quotes in these two halos in their context to make sure that we're getting them the way that he intended them. Okay, so let's just, we're not even going to review what we did yesterday yet. Um uh, we're just going to go straight to uh, Mahi Hateshuva. So, well, okay. <laughs> the only part we will review is uh, he had said Ezohi Teshuva Gemura, which one is the complete Shuva? And the basic definition was Zeshabaliado Davarsh Avarbov, Afshar Biado Lasos, Kukirish Velo Asavipne Hateshuva, Lomir Velomir Kishlan Koach, that the thing came to his hand that he sinned in. It's possible for him to act. And he separates and doesn't do it because of the tshuva, not because of fear and because of kishlon koach. And then he gives the example, but we didn't know what is mipnei hot teshuva. What is hot teshuva? So this is now the answer to that question. So halacha beis, umahi hot teshuva, what is the teshuva? And this is what you guys were trying to like reconstruct, you know, in these steps. Okay, so let's see which ones we get. And you could, again, you can count these up different ways. Okay, so we'll, we'll just, uh, I'm going to count the way I usually count. Umahi hot teshuva, one, hushiyaz of the the sinner should abandon his sin. And remove it from his plans. Okay. Uh, thoughts here, machshava does not mean like if it flits into your head, then somehow you can't do tshuva. Like it means that you're like no, no longer like, uh, machshava is like an actionable plan. Okay. I think that's like the best uh, translation here. Three, the yigmor belibo shalo yasehu od. Resolve in your heart not to do it again. Okay. Shinemar, as it says, Yazov Rasha Darkov Ishavan Makhrosav. The Russia should abandon his way and the man of iniquity should abandon his thoughts. Now, um, the Yad Pshuta, who's that Rabinovich commentary, says that these, he says that these three are really, uh, want to sound Trinitarian? He says that these three are really one. Okay. Um, <laughs> you walked in at the wrong time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, interesting. <laughs> This book that are reading that he kind of thinks oh, yeah. like that as well. Yeah. So so he says that these three are really one. Uh they're just like three like practical ways to break that down. Um the way uh and, and the proof he brings is the puzzle that he quotes only mentions two of them, right? Yazov Rasha Darko is Aziva Sachet, is abandoning the sin, and then Ish Avin Machvosav is removing it from your thoughts. So he wants to say that the essence is resolving in your heart not to do it again, but in order to do that, you have to abandon it. Uh, and then um, remove it from your thoughts. That's uh, that rabbi philosophy. Yeah, the abshuta. Yeah, that's the abshuta. That's what he says. That's I'm saying that's the rabbi Nachum Rabinovich. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were to understand this as three distinct steps, what's just plain shot of what's the difference between abandoning the sin, removing it from your thoughts, and then resolving not to do it again? So abandoning the sin seems like more physical, I guess. Okay, yeah, so what do you mean? You, you seize the physical action of doing it. Yeah, exactly. But you have to cease, like, like cease. Like, yeah. Okay, Not cease with okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You stop doing it, right? Yeah. Right. So, like, let's say, like, just to use the example, not, you know, not poskening or whatever. Let's say, like, smoking a cigarette, right? Sure. So, you 
extinguish it and stop the smoking. <laughs> okay, right? All right. Then you serenely makshavta, remove it from your plans. That's like uh, you, you uh, try to forget about it. I, guess. I think also more. Ah, so, that's what I was doing. Okay. Kind of not having it in your mind. So that's what I was you're trying not, to not do it, but you're trying to say, like, I don't know, say you're probably Yeah. And you go like, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about Okay, you could definitely learn it that way because makshava does sometimes mean like the contents of your head. I am still working with the premise that um, it means actionable thoughts and the re- as opposed to like forgetting about it. And the reason why is spoiler alert later on, he says that you, you, uh, you, it's a good thing to do vidui on the same time every year. And he quotes David saying that you should always have your sin in front of your mind. So it doesn't sound like you're removing it from your mind, like not thinking about it. It just means something having to do with action. So that's what, so what can we explain what that is? Um, yeah, what's the definition of the, the, the bullet point again? Because I had an idea for it. The bullet point is uh, Yisreen Makshavta Makshava is actionable thoughts. Okay, so he yeah. removes his thoughts from it? Or removes removes it, from it from his actionable right. thoughts, so, yeah. Um, you said plans before also. Plans is another good word for actionable um, thought, yeah. So it's just not that I put out this cigarette or that I, uh, yeah, but more that I, um, I resolve to not smoke cigarettes. Oh, but you can't go that far because yeah, okay, that's okay, that's okay. the next so step. Yeah. Okay, so so when you say get rid of the box, do you mean like take measures to make sure you don't succumb? Like what what's what does getting rid of the box accomplish to you? It gets rid of the ability to actualize it. Gets rid of the ability to actualize it. Or, I wouldn't say it gets rid of it, right? Because you could always go and buy more, right? But it makes it more difficult. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. You could, you could take that route. You could say that the three steps, just to summarize what Klein is saying, are stop doing the sin, meaning if you're in the midst of it, stop doing it, right? Um, second one is, or let's say, here's an easier example to use as an example with Isha. Let's say you're living with an Isha Bavera, so stop living with her, right? Second one is Chaim saying to to take steps to remove the temptation. Yeah. And the third step is to make the resolution to not do it again. Yeah. Okay, you want to say something else? I understand. We build it as a taboo. We build it as a taboo. Interesting. Um, and what's the difference between? So wouldn't that would that come before resolving not to do it again or after? After isn't like it's just the at that point like is now even if you have a temptation you now have a counter right. So he Ram seems to be putting it in order right. Remove it from your thoughts and then resolving your heart not to do it again right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, it seems like that. The last one, which I'm not doing again. Yeah. It should, since it needs to be like qualified by the prior. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, remove yourself from the opportunity or the situation to be able to do it, then you have to resolve to not also ever. So you're going with Chaim's definition of removing from your plans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even if there is a second part. Yeah. There's one is removing yourself from the present. And right. Ensuring that in the future you're going to stay removed. Okay. All right, I, I hear that. Uh, those, those, I don't have any objections to those. My own understanding, though, is slightly different. And I don't want to say, this is so long ago that I no longer remember if I got this from Rav Pesach, but if I got it from someone, then I got it from him. <laughs> okay, I, I don't, I don't want to like put words in his uh, mouth. But so I think the way he explained it is like, everyone has certain actions that are in their repertoire. Like, you know, repertoire is like a musician has certain pieces that they can play, right? So this is in my repertoire, this is not in my repertoire. And there's certain actions that are and are not. For example, there's some people who like, are partiers and some people are not partiers. Some people are, you know, will shoplifting is something that is in the repertoire of actions and some people are not. I don't want to say it's tivas. It's in like, there's, there's a certain range of actions 
that you view as available to you to do? It's like a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. Some people want to, or what else? What other? Yeah, because you would want to, but I'm saying that right. It's like like there are things that like or here's another way to to approach it. It's like I'm sure you can all think of things that like oh, I used to do X Y Z when I was like you know 14, but like that's not the type of thing I do anymore, right? So it doesn't mean you don't have a desire to do it, maybe, but it's just it's it's not categorically it's not in the realm of like in the drop down menu of like Chizkiahu actions. Like what do you want this character Chizkiahu to do? It's not in the selection realm. It is a mindset thing, like Chaim was saying. Okay. So the way, just to, uh, I'll try to plug it in now. So, so what I'm learning is there are three steps. One is, is stop doing the physical action. Second is mentally distance yourself from this action as an action that is the type of thing that like is in my realm. And then the third one has to be a commitment. And I think a commitment is a, a, a qualitatively different thing like then just saying like, this is not the type of thing that I do, you know, like say, I'm never going to do this again, you know, uh, is like take an example in a relationship, right? So in a relationship, you know, you, let's say you accidentally like blow up at the other person, you know, and like, it really hurts them. So you could truthfully say that was a fluke. That's not the type of thing that like I'm prone to doing, but that's a very different statement than saying, I promise you, I will never do that again. You know, it's a different break. So I do agree with the Yad Pshuta that these are in the same, they're all, they could all be categorized under the heading of resolving not to do it again, but he is explaining it in like three steps. Yeah. So that sounds like it's maybe because the difference would be in that, you know, that you feel right now, uh, actually like remorseful of it. Yeah. But you are, it seems like you're bringing in the recognition that I may, I mean, obviously if I, if it happened this last time, even if, and while that was its normal in my nature, there was something overrode that normal feeling and I felt like it was okay. To right. Do. So even if in the future I feel okay, like it's just something is okay to do. Even yeah. And then when I'm not feeling like I am now, I'm yeah. I'm still not going to okay. You happen to be walking right into the next paragraph. Okay. And this is going to complicate things. Okay. So, so, so far we have either three steps or one step, depending on how you say it. I also like to add in another step, which I think I mentioned before a step zero, which is recognize the sin, which I think, even though the wrong doesn't need to say that, like, obviously you can't even engage in this process if you don't recognize the sin. It is a thing that like people don't often recognize that they are sinning either halakhic sins. Like you don't really know that the halakh is usr or like ethical failings or bad decision-making mishleic sins. You don't, you're not realizing that you're doing it. So that's the first step. What? What? Yeah. Mishleic sins. Yeah. Okay. So then he gets to steps four and five or two and three, depending on how you define it. Likewise, he has to regret having transgressed. Okay, now, what's weird? So, regret. Obviously, we we were taught that like that's something we do. What's weird about? Yeah, and the nechama is um, remorse, regret, remorse. Well, remorse oh. and regret are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, changing your mind or um, or being comforted. But here, it definitely means to regret. Yeah, so he has to regret having transgressed. Now, what's weird about the the placement of this step? It, yeah, so we're, we haven't got to the last yet, but it comes after this step. When, when would you expect it to come? First. First, right? Usually you feel like, right. Yes. Either, either before everything, like either it's the thing, you know, you do something, you feel regret, and then that prompts you to yeah, engage in shuva, yeah. or it's simultaneous with the first one. But here it comes after resolving not to do it again. Now you might ask me and say, well, how do you know he's saying it comes after? Maybe vachin just means like, you know, so too, or, or like, like uh, alongside this, you should do, he quotes a pasuk, shnemar, ki achare shuvi nichamti. 
Because after I did teshuva, I regretted. And after I made known my sin, I slapped my thigh, which is not like in America. Slapping your thigh is like when you laugh. This is slapping your thigh like, like in regret. Yeah, this is like, you know, like, like yeah. Yeah, because yeah. So this like use of like after I made teshuva, yeah. then I regret, yeah. just makes it sound very much like teshuva really is a process. Yeah. Uh, and like the culmination of teshuva, the whole purpose of it is to be able to develop the sensibility, the sensitivity, I guess, to really like, now I can regret what I did before. Like, okay. I'm not capable of not. I'll, I'll modify one thing. This is not quite the culmination because we haven't finished the steps yet, yeah. right? But it is definitely part of what Shuva is trying to accomplish. Meaning, right. meaning simply stopping doing the Avera is not Shuva. It's halfway in Shuva, right? And if you stop doing it, but you didn't have any remorse, which by the way, like a lot of these people like get thrown in jail, you know, in prison or whatever. And like, they, they're not going to do it again, but they don't have any remorse. And that's not Shuva, you know? Well, right. No remorse, but remorse is for getting caught. Not right. Right. Or sometimes they'll say though, that they have no remorse. I have no regrets, you know? Okay. But then we got two more steps. And this next one is the hardest one, both practically to do and also to understand what the Ramah is saying. The Ya'id Alav Yodea Ta'alumos. And literally, that means the Yodea Talumos, the one who knows hidden things, okay, uh, which is all capitalized, okay, meaning God, Ya'id Allah will testify about you, Shalo Yashuv that you will never return to that sin forever, okay? God will testify about you. So the way people say, as God is my witness, you know, I will never do it again. Now, what of the steps we've done, what does that sound like that we've already covered? The third step. Yeah, the third step of resolving not to do it again. So, what is the difference between resolving not to do it again and God testifying about you that you won't do it again? Say again. Uh, about you, like you, so to speak, call God to the witness stand, and God, who knows all hidden things, will be like, "Yep, He's not going to do it again." Right. That's like a much more uh, reality. Yes, meaning meaning that there's a commitment to make that you're not going to do it again. And that's like, that's a decision. I, I, I'm trying not to do it again, which right? Which you could fail in, right? Or you could see, succeed, but this is raising the bar, which is saying, you know, God must be able to testify about you that you're not going to do it again, that you're, which, which means, what, practically speaking, what does that mean that you have to do? That means that in reality, you will never, you can never, like, you can never do it again. It means you have to, so how do you do that though? Die. <laughs> that's clearly the solution, yeah. No, I don't think that. No, 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 yeah. So let's put this way: you're never going to know whether you're going to do it again until you're dead, right? right. I think that's what you're getting you, at, right? You have to you have to make it to yourself as if you don't have the ability to do it again. You have to. Uh, I'm going to say that in a slightly broader way. You have to ch- take steps to actually change who you are, so that you're not a person who does this action again or who won't do this action again. You know, um, and again, you can't know for sure, right? Whether this is going to happen. This is a very high bar. Right. Um, which always every year I struggle with this question because I always feel like I can't do this on anything. You know, um, but the, so this, the question is, like, do you really have to get to that point? And then here's the other question. This is kind of a classic question. Let's say let's say I um, I change myself to not do this again. And let's say 20 years down the line, I do the sin again. Right now. Does that mean that my original chuva was no good? Or does that mean that, no, my original chuva was good, but I did a new instance of the sin and I have to do chuva on that. Change yourself again back together, right? Yeah, right. You know, and, another change. Right, another change, right. And I think that there's no one answer to that. I think sometimes, I, again, I'm sure we've all been in this situation, you change yourself to say, I'm not going to do it again. And then like the next week you do it again. So there it's like, okay, you didn't really do the right changes. 
But then sometimes it's like you actually do change yourself. And when you do it again in the future, it's true you're doing the same like Avera again, but you are a different person and you're doing it for different reasons. And like, you know, you got to go through another chuba process on that. But the first chuba was good, was solid, you know? And that's how I understand sure, it. At least. To clarify that, yeah. like, the, that uh, situation you're describing, would that imply, are you saying that the first time you really did the chuba, like, yeah. But does that include an Hashem testifying? Because if Hashem testified, that you wouldn't have to do it again. Yeah. So I, that's a fair question, right? Uh, that if you take this at the absolute face value, then you're right. Then then it, then evidently you didn't do tshuva because you did the sin again. Right. I'm making a different argument, which is that you are a what this step is really requiring you to do is to change yourself to take measures to not do it again. And I'm saying that there are cases where those measures fail and that's why you did it again. And then there are other measures. There are, there are other things where like a completely new circumstance comes up that causes you to do the same, like on the checklist of sins, the same particular sin again, but it was, it was really a different sin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he should I'm testify. This about person, it. meaning this yeah. person we were now about this sin as well. So it's like that's true. Like, this person and this sin. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. okay. Yeah, I think it's a good, good deal. Okay, uh, let's just finish the halacha and then we'll stop for today. Um, the pusky quote is very weird. Velo nomar od quote Elohenu end quote lama seyadenu. We will no longer say our God to the work of our hands. This is talking about Jews doing teshuva from Avodah So their sin was they were calling things that they made our God, and they're saying we're not going to say that again. And then he throws in, Hoshea throws in, Asher Yerucham Yasam, because through you or in you, the orphan finds mercy. Don't know what that's about. And then the last step is, he needs to confess verbally, and state these matters that he resolved in his heart. Uh, the Pasuk is in Hosea. Oh, yeah, it's Pasuk, yeah, yeah. Oh, the last part, though, the last part is the Rambam, yeah. Is the Rambam, the Rambam, yeah. So, again, just to review, and then we'll, uh, tomorrow we'll have to try to go through the Pesukim. So, uh, again, I count it as six steps with a zero. <laughs> zero, for the pre-step is recognize that you sin. Then abandon the sin means stop doing it physically. Remove it from your thoughts, take it out of your repertoire, out of your plans. Third step, make a commitment to not do it again. And those three really are part of the committing not to do it again. Step four, afterwards, regret what you did. And our question, which we didn't answer, why does the regret come afterwards? You know, certainly there can be regret before, but the step of chuba is to regret it after you resolve not to do it again. Then God testifies about you that you won't return to it. And then uh, you do veto. You, you articulate this following the formula in the first chapter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So tomorrow, uh, if we can answer the regret question and then hopefully get to the Pesukim. Yeah. What was it? If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.